Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Game Over Winnipeg. As you can tell from our super fun pairings costume, the blind ref and the beat up player, um, it's spooky season. And to me, the spookiest thing I've seen this year is the Winnipeg Jets trying to run at an advantage of having five or four players on the ice and the other team has four or three. I was, I don't know what the word is, not even strength. I can't. I'm at I, a loss for words when it I, comes to this team's power play. I would have I would have personally said that the scariest thing I've seen is the Winnipeg Jets trying to hold a lead. Uh, <laughs> as this is my second game in a row where they have uh had a lead and and thrown it away within the last uh you know, last period of the game. Uh yeah. Winnipeg Jets hockey baby. <laughs> but yeah. Um my name is Liz. This is Brady. We are your regular hosts over here at Game Over, and we are gonna walk you through this. 3-2 overtime loss to the New York Rangers on this fine Monday evening. Um, but before we get into the actual specifics of the play going on on the ice, we got to talk about, um, I think, I was Blake Wheeler playing tonight? Was Blake I- Wheeler there? <laughs> was Blake Wheeler's return to Winnipeg tonight? Did you it, hear anything about that? It was Blake Wheeler's return to Winnipeg tonight. And you know what? It was uh, it was a good one. He, he, he looked like Blake Wheeler out there. Uh, he played a lot more than I expected him to, uh, on the Rangers. Uh, but he's, he's still coming in hot with those, you know, those shots off the boards. Uh, he's definitely helpful, uh, for the Jets tonight in regards to, uh, not putting in the full effort to catch Cole Perfetti on one of their goals tonight. But, uh, but Hey, it is what it is. But uh, as you said, I think we do have to just talk a little bit about Blake Wheeler before we jump into everything. Uh, just in general, guys, you know, the whole structure of the show, we'll, we'll be talking a little bit about the Wheeler stuff. We'll probably have to talk a little bit about the power play. Probably mention some some good things about uh, our second line, in quotes. Uh, and then, of course, we'll do our, our press conference right at the end of the show. So if you have any questions, keep them lined up for us near near the end of the show, and we will be happy to answer them. But uh, But yeah. Again, as you said, like like you guessed, uh, Blake Wheeler was in the building tonight. Liz, what did you think of the uh, well? First off, the tribute video, and maybe let's just let's just talk a little bit about Blake Wheeler uh, and his tenure with the Winnipeg Jets uh, for a little bit here, and then we'll we'll jump into the game. Yeah, I mean, it, it has to be talked about, right? And I think uh, near the end of Blake Wheeler's tenure here, and and just as everything kind of was wrapping up. It's just so interesting. And I always make jokes about how um, if there's anything that I could probably write a three pay or three part like novel series on it's Blake Wheeler as a Winnipeg Jet. Like there's just so many different dimensions to his experience here, how he was perceived, how things changed. Paul Maurice just as an enigma of a person, you know, there's just so much that I could say about this player. Um, It was time for him to go when he went. He deserved the standing ovation that he got. That's kind of my like upfront general thoughts on this whole shebang. Um, he's the most important player that's played for this Winnipeg Jets team since they came back to oh, Winnipeg. Ab- absolutely. But Justin yeah. Bufflin was up there in in that category if things hadn't ended the way that they did and if he'd played a couple more seasons uh, with the Jets. And Connor Hellbuck has the potential to reach that caliber, but it's just hard. And I don't think anyone will ever be able to touch the legacy of what he's been, um, you know, famously drafted by the old Winnipeg Jets by the Arizona Coyotes, went to Atlanta, was one of the players to come right over here and never faltered on his love for Winnipeg the entire time that he was here. Um, So, you know, it's... He he wasn't drafted by the Jets. (laughs) No, the Coyotes? He wasn't drafted by the Coyotes? He was drafted... Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, my apologies. I I misunderstood. My bad. Misunderstood. My My apologies. No, no, no. That's my bad list. My apologies. Go on. Continue. (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 no. It's all good. Uh, it's just the kind of thing where it's like it's it's hard 
for someone, you know, someone could come in and be like the best player in the league and love Winnipeg and stay here for their whole career and it would be great. But it's just that whole everyone rediscovering their love for Winnipeg hockey with this player is just, you know, it, it's hard to ever replicate that. So as many gripes as I had with the player while he was here, I'm sure you could check my Twitter and see some tweets about my frustrations as with everyone else. Um, he's pretty special to the city of Winnipeg. So it was pretty meaningful for him to, to come back tonight. Yeah, I I completely agree with everything you said there. I mean, like, uh, and and especially with the he's the most important player to the Winnipeg Jets as a franchise being coming back to Winnipeg, um, you know, for it was it was a bit of a tough breakup uh, that we did have. I think the things ran their course. I feel like the relationship with with Blake Wheeler and the fans and everything it feels very much like a. Uh, like like an actual relationship with someone where things start off good. There's the honeymoon phase. There's the the thing where you know he he comes out and immediately you know he became our guy. Like he represented Winnipeg in a sense of you know kind of overlooked, not given enough credit for how how good he was, how much we you know, and, and so he just kind of fit naturally with the city. Um, you know, I, I felt, a, you know, I felt a couple tingles watching the, the tribute video there. And, you know, for all the, all the bad times that we did have near the end, we had equal amounts of good times with him. Uh, obviously, you know, yeah. you can't, you can't like he was, he was the captain during the 2018 r- run. Right. So like, and, 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 you know, plenty before that getting 90, you know, 90 point seasons, um, and not really feeling like he had enough credit, uh, from the rest of the league. Um, it was, it, it, it I'm glad to see that he, uh, you know, has moved on his family. It was great to see his family here too, as well. Um, but I guess they kind of, uh, slams shut the book on the, uh, the Blake Wheeler and Winnipeg tale. I guess he'll probably, uh, maybe, you know, if he plays next year, he'll probably come to town. I, I, I don't, the Rangers wouldn't be coming back anytime this year. I, I don't think unless it's in the uh, cup no. finals or <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh yeah. The cup final that everyone's scripted. Yeah, no, no, no. hundred percent. And I think it, it, it's always interesting. And I was talking to my parents and I was trying to compare it. I was like, maybe like a, like a Patrick Marlowe or maybe even Patrick Kane last year. Like I'm trying to think of like, it's just so weird because he's not coming back in his retirement to have his Jersey retired or something like that. Like he's coming back on the opposing team. Like there's a hockey game to play here and he is the enemy tonight. So it's always kind of weird when you know, the organization wants to do more, but it's like, you can't really like it's, you don't like he, he's not your friend tonight, you know? So it's interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you mentioned uh, Jersey retirement. And I was, I was going to ask you, Mm. will first off, should Blake Wheeler have his uh, Jersey retired by the jets? And second, will the Winnipeg jets retire his Jersey? Cause I think those are, are could be the same answer. Could maybe be different. I don't know. What, what do you think? I don't know. So here's, here's my question. I'm going to throw a question right back at you. Um, have the Winnipeg Jets retired any jerseys since the return in 2011? I believe no. the answer is no. No. Right? Okay. So there's something interesting to me about the first jersey retirement being a guy who played here for 10 years. You know, awesome. Like, you know, no no, no shade to him or whatever. He did a lot of good things, but didn't win a cup. Didn't set league records. Like, he means a lot to us. But I feel like... For a jersey retirement, 
it's got to be more significant than that. Is that mean? I I, I disagree with you. Like I I think that interesting. If okay. anyone is should have their reti- their jersey retired first, other than Dustin Bufflin, uh, it would it would be Blake Wheeler. Like absolutely one hundred percent. The okay. next option after Blake Wheeler, if if it's not Bufflin, is probably either Hellebuck or or Shifley in however many years when when you know they're retiring. But uh, Blake Wheeler to me, one I think will be his jersey will be retired by the organization, and two I think it should be like realistically like he he again going back to everything i said before like he is just such an important person to the city and like again he was for all the bad stuff we heard about the his captaincy he also did a ton of great stuff in regards to the community his work Mm -hmm, with cancer mm -hmm. care manitoba etc um i i I think i think it will happen It, it obviously it'll happen once he's retired but um but I, that would be my guess if I was a betting man, which sometimes I am, but I don't think you can bet on Jersey retirements. Uh, I would, I would oh, expect sure it to happen. Somewhere. I'm sure you could. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ask Shane Pinto. He might know, oh. uh, but I think it's, it's interesting. <laughs> um, so you think he should, and he will, I think he shouldn't and that he won't. So I, cause I really just don't think like, I, I know it's different. Like the fact that they haven't retired, Dale Howarchuk's jersey with how much they talk about him and how much they love him. Haven't retired Timu Solani's jersey. Haven't retired um, Rick Rippon's jersey. That one, I could talk about that one for a while too. I know the whole Nate Thompson thing. Like there was a lot there. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, that number should never have been worn by a Winnipeg Jet ever again. And I think they should have retired it immediately. I just, I don't think they will. I know they love him. Um, but I don't know. It's interesting. Let me know if you guys in the chat um let me know if you guys think same same question as brady same capacity should they and will they because it's always different answers i say no and no brady says yes and yes so let's see i'm interested to see what everyone's thoughts are yeah absolutely and uh you know tonight of course they uh you know to to kind of book to move on from that uh that Blake Wheeler chat again. We'd love to hear what you guys have to say here. Um, you know, on the first draw, of course, Blake Wheeler gets the start, and he's lining up right across from Cole Perfetti, a player who, you know, could kind of be uh, looked at as having a very similar uh, skill set to uh, Blake Wheeler's in regards to you know his 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 gift is his vision, his ability to make beautiful passes, create plays. Cole Perfetti. Uh, was placed onto the top power play today, and uh, we do have to talk about the power play. Unfortunately, um, what first off, what was your your first um, like impression or, or or thoughts when you did see that uh, Perfetti got moved onto that unit with, uh, of course, either coming Ehlers coming off, uh, and then I guess we'll probably move on from that to uh, talking about how it actually worked out. Yeah, well, you're right, because it's definitely a little bit of a different thing where I I was actually kind of excited about it. And I think um, this goes to show that I swear I'm not the most biased hockey fan in the world. Obviously, I'm a massive Nikolai Ehlers fan, um, but I was okay with the move. Uh, Not because I don't want Nikolai Ehlers on that unit, um, but A, uh, if he wants his own unit and he's really set on that, and that's a whole thing, the storyline, okay, give it to him. Who cares? If that's where he's happy, like, We'll figure it out. And also they're replacing him with a really good player. And my vision for this, no pun intended on Cole Perfetti, was that this player was going to be able to figure out how to move the puck a little bit more creatively on this god-awful, stale, stagnant, every other synonym in the book power play that the Winnipeg Jets run right now. I was worried about the zone entry. I was like, just win the face off and then we'll be fine. Uh, just keep it in there. Like, I, I don't know who's going to be able to carry this in properly with control. Um, I was also 
interested because I kind of like the way um, I assume he won't be the puck carrier on that uh, power play. So I like the way he retrieves pucks on the board. So I was optimistic about that. Like there were a couple things that I just really liked about the fit. Um, and I was hoping that it would just bring a little bit of spice. Um, even though a player like Nikolai Ebler should theoretically bring spice to to a power play unit, he just has that nice vision, um, like you said. And I feel like that's what they needed to get better pucks to Cal Connor. And just as importantly, in my opinion, Mark Shifley. Mark Shifley needs to be back in the slot and they need to have someone feeding pucks to him from down low or from a flank or from somewhere. And they need someone who could feed pucks to both of those guys. So I was excited about it. Um, but how did it actually go? Well, not not great because <clears throat> here's the thing. I, I also was excited to see it because I think that Cole Perfetti has a lot more to give offensively for this team. Again, I think... I think a lot of cases with the Winnipeg Jets, uh, some players just need to be given some more opportunities and they can prove uh, their value. Uh, and, and Cobra Fetty is one of those guys who I would, I, again, I've been wanting to see what he could potentially do on the top power play. Again, it sucks that Ehlers is the one who is taken off of that unit, but in my mind, I'm going, okay, so Cole Perfetti is going to be on that left wall then. He's going to be basically doing the Blake Wheeler thing, but just on the other side where, you know, he's on a strong side. He's able to defend the puck from defenders. He'll have an option with Mark Shifley down low. He'll have uh, Alex Iafalo in the slot and uh, both Morrissey and Connor, uh, you know, on the half wall and up top. And what do they do? They put Cole Perfetti on the goal line. Like what? Th- th- that... With with the way that the Winnipeg Jets run their power play, the goal line player does not need to be a good passer. Like he just needs to be a bumper, basically. He just needs to be yeah. like <laughs> like just an elastic band who uh you can like basically just a, a board like kind of thing to bounce a puck off of from uh, the guy on the half wall to to the guy in the slot. And so uh, it does. It just doesn't really make sense because again, you're losing Nikolai Ehlers' uh, speed, his ability to enter the zone, which again didn't seem like it was an issue tonight for the Jets, which is a great thing. But again, my issue, as you said, Mark Shifley needs to be in the slot. This man cannot play on the power play on the left wall. You know what happens when you put when you put uh, Mark Shifley on the left wall and you put Kyle Connor on the right wall? Uh, they both stop. They stop moving. They just stand there. They stand there and they pass the puck. Morrissey's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Am I supposed to shoot it? Am I supposed to pass it to you? Who's going to just give it back to me? Uh, No one's able to make uh, the the crossing pass because there's they they know it's not going to I follow. So they can just cover that middle uh, that, that middle slot seam. And and neither of them are. Like they're good, they're good passers, but they're not, you know, saucer pass it perfectly into, you know, the guy's sweet spot for a one timer passers. And, and, and then they just stand still like, like looking like the, 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 the power play every single time that the Winnipeg Jets power play has been terrible for the past year or two years, however long we want to say it is when they stop moving. If you look at yeah. any power play, all the successful ones, let's, you know what? Let's just let's just let's just talk about the uh, the the New York Rangers tonight. If you watch their power play, Adam Fox is is cycling. The amount of times I saw Adam Fox uh, sneaking over, switching spots with players. At one point, he was in front of the net. Like, and, and I'm not saying that that's necessarily what needs to happen, but you need some goddamn movement. Like, if you just pass the puck on the outsides, the the PK is is going to be happy to just let you do it. 
Uh, I, I know the power play goal that the Rangers scored was off of like uh, a tip shot, but right before that, they had an opportunity where it was created because there was so much movement, so much chaos being created. And, and that's what just what the Winnipeg Jets lack. Like it's, it just doesn't work when you put Mark Shifley on the wall there. And then you're, you're not using Cole Perfetti to hit, you know, his skills, uh, you know, like what would he actually can provide as, as, you know, useful for that power play. And, uh, and it, it, it just, it just goes to show what happens. Like it, it's, it's brutal. It's, it's just not fun to watch every, you know, <clears throat> the, the Rangers should have known, uh, when, when they took a penalty with 18 seconds left, which was not a penalty also, by the way, as, as the blind ref here, uh, Mason Appleton just fell. <laughs> um, like he looks like me stopping when I'm trying to like hit the boards real quick, just like a little <laughs> stutter. Well, that's. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, but yeah, like, it was just like, so funny. I know, I know, I know. It's 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 ridiculous. Like the Rangers should have just been almost happy at that point because, like, you know, the, the Jets aren't going to score, and then and then OT comes and and they start it with like I follow uh, uh, start Con- with the top line and Josh. Yeah, yeah. Well, but they but they took off Perfetti, right? And yeah, in in like I listen, I understand that I follow plays the net front. You you, sh- you shouldn't have specified spots necessarily you should have an ideal spot a place where players play in general but if you're saying well that guy needs to be here because he's the net front guy uh as if players don't move like as if hockey isn't a dynamic sport like what what are you doing and especially you know sorry i'll (laughs) i'm I'm just you're just letting me roll and i appreciate it but okay so I'll, i'll i'll rein it back the reason why i was so upset to see Alex Iafalo, who I I've I've loved him this year, and and he's he's done well. He's he's helped make the top line a little bit better, despite them having not a great game today. But I wanted to see either Ehlers or Perfetti, considering they had a fantastic game tonight. And so you know what, I will I will I will I will yield my time. <laughs> I okay. will I will hand it over to you, Liz. Uh, what did you think of the the second line today? Because you know, and I feel like we always end up talking about uh, those guys. But tonight, they they it felt like they really made an impact. How are you feeling on those guys today? Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's a it's a good carryover from the from the power play conversation and that that overtime power play that was just dreadful to watch. It was so unbelievably undangerous, and it was because they had those static guys and they wouldn't put their most interesting and creative players out there when they had the most space to work with. And that's when you put out guys, especially when they're playing as well as they were tonight, like Cool Perfetti and Nikola Ehlers. Vlad Nemesikov, I'm sorry, you're just collateral damage right now. Like, I, I'm not too concerned about him. He was good when he needed to be good. I wouldn't have wanted him out there on overtime either. It's fine. But in that four-on-three situation, you want a player that's going to move things around. And and the most dangerous the, the Winnipeg Jets looked on that four and three power play was the one time the puck was kind of like dumped into the corner and Cal Connor brought it out and skated it into the middle. And I was like, Oh, maybe something interesting will happen here. But then he went to the other wall and Mark Schreifel went to the other wall and they circled back and I was like, okay, this is stupid. Um, So like you need to have your players in there that are going to break that up dangerously. And I found that, you know, the Nikolai Ehlers line was doing that pretty well at five on five tonight. Um, but that's supposed to be the time when it's, you know, back and forth and back and forth. Like at the power play is when you're supposed to be dominating, which they were not. But 
that doesn't even answer your question at all. I'm also heated, but just maybe not as much <laughs> as you. But that Nikolai Ehlers line. Um, do you have the money puck in front of you? What I do. What was the ice time? What was the ice time? What was Nikolai their ice Ehlers time specifically? Uh, da, 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 da. give me one second. Nikolai Ehlers played 13 minutes and 49 seconds. It was so funny. They, I, I guess I don't watch a lot of sports and have podcasts, but they had this one little thing. Oh God! <laughs> sorry, I, I want you to. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut. I actually didn't mean to cut you off. How many minutes did Mark Scheifele play tonight? <laughs> does this include overtime? I guess it does. Yeah, but yes. 20, sorry, twenty-four minutes. He played twenty-four minutes, almost, almost on the dot. He played just a little bit under at twenty-three fifty. Kyle Connor twenty-three sixteen. Sorry, I, I I actually didn't mean to cut you off. Please continue. No, sometimes you see things and you just you need to share. I get it. I get it. No, it wasn't but, even like an I need to share. It was just like a a, a visceral reaction. Yeah. No. Literally. No. But the, it was so funny. I I haven't watched a lot of sports that broadcast, and they had this little like this like Desjardins expert advice. Like you know, it's like one of those Napa Napa Auto Parts keys to the game or whatever they're called. But the jardin experts of the game thing the expert advice was play your good players and it was a little picture of nicola ehlers it's like he has nine minutes of ice time tonight so it's like holy crap like they are just blaming this decision it's so funny like i just i don't know i don't get it i don't get it there wasn't a lot of power play time tonight not a lot of penalty killing time tonight very average amount you gotta find a way to play these guys more than that how also if you still have that in front of you how many minutes did mason appleton play tonight uh, Mason Appleton, give me one moment. Do, 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 do. Mason Appleton, 16 minutes and 39 seconds. Adam Lowry, 17 minutes and 26. Uh, so Adam Lowry, I, I'm going to ignore for a second because he got some overtime reps. But Nikolai Ehlers also got some overtime reps. I'll say, so I'll say maybe a minute. So let's say he had 12 minutes. Mason Appleton, no overtime minutes. So let's say he had, he played essentially four more minutes than Nikolai Ehlers did tonight. Mason Appleton? Okay, are we talking about the same Mason Appleton, Mr. Arneal? Because, like, what? Yeah, and, and this is, like, um, uh, we don't really mean to pick on Mason Appleton. It's just, like, which of these two players are better? Which of these which of these two players should That's be exactly playing? It. That's it, it, exactly it's, it. It's a results thing. And it's, like... And, and I am loving that third line. Oh, they're yeah. Fine. Like, they're great. They're great. Like... You know, it makes me really interested to see what the Jets could do once, you know, Gabe Velarde comes back. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And maybe we can talk about, you know, put the, the the one uh, brief moment we saw with Perfetti, Shifley and 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 Ehlers out together. Well, we can maybe talk about that because we everyone, everyone was like, everyone, everyone saw it for a moment. and was like, ooh, that would be nice. Uh, it's not going to happen, guys. Let's be honest here. No. But um, what were we talking about a second ago? Jesus. Yeah. Like it, it's not to pick on Mason Appleton or anything like that. No, but, no. But like the when especially especially tonight where like Nikolai Nikolai Ehlers had a great bounce back game one of the things I didn't really get to talk about a ton on uh on game over uh head to head with uh with Mark Dupont uh Dumont sorry excuse me geez uh, <laughs> um with, with uh, after the Habs game was uh you know I didn't get to to grill my boy uh, I thought Ehlers had a pretty pretty terrible game the other day and um you know, it makes sense why he was taken off of the power play. It didn't seem like it was really, it didn't, at least last game, it wasn't good. Um, I don't think that you should just base it off of one game, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't really get to give him the shit that, uh, that he probably deserved last game. And, uh, and to, but today he, again, going to show 
uh, you know, one game is just one game. Uh, Ehlers was an absolute animal tonight. He uh, was easily the probably the best jet. I would say he's like I, easily in my opinion. I don't know. Um, maybe the the chat can let me know if I'm I'm off base there, but something's got to give here. Like, cause, cause here's yeah. the thing, here's the thing with the jets. We have many, many years to know that Mark Shifley and Kyle Connor together, no matter who is with them, unless it's Ehlers, because, you know, we only got to see that line for like a, a day. Um, those guys cannot take on first line competition on other teams. Like they can't, they just can't do it. They will have, as they had tonight, uh, 30, 37% uh, expected goals. Like they will get out chanced and they will get out like quality wise out chanced for sure too. It just doesn't work. Like it just, it, it just feels like these guys are on autopilot when this is going to be a really weird analogy, but if I'm anyone, if anyone out there plays beer league hockey, uh, they know that there are two types of beer league teams that you can play against. There is the older, less skilled team that has played together for however many years now. No, no one stands out on this team as necessarily being skilled or, or, or anything. But whenever you play those teams, they are the hardest teams to play against. You want to know why? It's because they play like a team. It's because they always know where their teammates are. It's because... Uh, they're always there to support each other. They're always back defensively. They're all, if you're in the slot, you're getting, uh, you know, pushed out of the way. And then there's the younger teams who come in and, you know, they're hot shots. They just finished either their, you know, yeah, their junior B careers. Uh, they, they finished their high school hockey. They're coming in feeling all hot and, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, um, and, and they will play a skilled game. And those are the types of games where it's a lot of fun when you play against them, it's probably going to be a high scoring game, but you know that uh, you're not going to have any issue with pressing for offense yourself. And the, the issue is, it's just like Shifley and Connor together, are just not hard enough to play against. Like, and, and we all, we were looking at the addition of Alex. I follow to that line and, you know, we were praising it because he kind of kept it simple. He went to the net with it. Uh, he played, he battled in the corners. And, you know, I don't want to necessarily segue completely into completely giving, you know, uh, Mark Shifley and Cal Connor complete shit. Uh, but like must be a day that ends in Y. But like it's it's just like something's got to give. Like the Jets will never be able to match up against a team and like play a first line versus a first line without like like or with without changing it like they just can't have those t guys as the top line and i don't really know where to go from here but it's just like it's yeah, so frustrating because no, 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 i feel good. like we're just watching the same the same movie play out every season yeah no for sure and i think um like in order to be a good team you need to have a better first line than the team you're playing against that's how being a good team works is that in the most influential and impactful roles you have the better players and the jets don't have that results wise talent wise maybe there's some potential there but results wise we're not seeing it so it's not there so they can't be the best team on the ice if their first line can't be the best first line straight up that's just how it works um but part of the reason and robert is cooking in the chat and he's saying um they need more net front presence and that's part of my issue with this team is the way that even their five on five offense works and how static it is 
in how they shoot from so far out with nothing in front. And it's just, I don't know, sometimes I I, I want to not go on these tangents because I'm like, if anyone here is in the chat, which, by the way, we have over 40 people in here right now. So thank you so much, everyone, for being here live. And thank you to everyone who's listening back tomorrow morning. Um, If you've been listening to Game Over for a while, I've probably had the same rent like at least five or six times last season is that this team doesn't shoot for the types of chances that they're made for. Like if they were just like absolutely swarming the front of the net, making Igor Shesterkin's life a living hell and all these kinds of things, I'd be cool with the far out perimeter shots and the point shots and all this creative traffic and all that kind of stuff, but they're not shooting well. They're shooting for that sort of stuff, but then there's no one there. So there's no one in front. There's no one to collect. And then, Oh, all of a sudden just the puck's going back the other way. Like they just, they don't seem to be playing the type of offense that is conducive to the way their lines are set up. I don't know what the solution is, but it's just you have all this talent. You should be able to concoct it in a way that's effective. And they can't at five on five or at five on four. There, Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. There is no good reason why uh, the Winnipeg Jets can't win a game against the Habs where they uh, have the Lowry line score three goals. The Lowry line, the third line. Listen, I I think they're a great third line. Uh, you know, the addition of Nino Nino Ryder to that line, fantastic. They can play like a second line in quotes. Um, yeah. But you have to take advantage of it. Again, David Gustafson scored tonight. Like, listen, great goal. Fantastic. Really happy for the Gus bus. Love it. Um, was happy to hear levels in the in the stadium in the uh, the CLC today. Um, like in in a game where that happens, a, a tight game again, going to overtime, a game where Mark Shifley gets twenty four minutes of ice time. List, list, list. I want you. I want you to tell me how many shots on goal do you think Mark Shifley had tonight? Okay, maybe this is a bit of a trick question because at one point John Garrett said during the broadcast, it was sometime in the second period, that he had zero shots. So I want to say two? No, he had zero. He had zero. Your your first line center can't have zero shots on goal in a game. He had zero, zero shots on goal tonight. Uh, In a night where he played power play for what how many power plays did they have tonight two three maybe three at least uh three for sure overtime time uh which included a power play where there are only three defenders on the ice mark shifley can't get a single goddamn shot on net like it's your first line center and it's also mark shifley who is known throughout the league for being bad at defense but it's fine because in his offensive powerhouse not a great passer not a great entry guy what does he do he can score he can score if this was a game that like if say this is three years from now and Cole Perfetti is playing with Kyle Connor or something like that and Cole Perfetti goes through a game with zero shots be like okay how many did Kyle Connor have oh seven okay you know what I can deal with that whatever but this is Mark Shifley Mark freaking Shifley Mark Shifley Mark freaking Shifley if I may he (laughs) needs to have more than zero shots on goal in a game when he has the opportune situations and line mates it's always begging to play with Cal Connor to do so. Yeah. It's it's just really frustrating to see the depth showing up for the Jets. Um, you know, again, shout out Gus Bus. Great goal tonight. True. Oh my god. And the rest is so nice. It was. It really was. Like so huge nice. credit to him for what first off for Perfetti uh staying, you know, 
fighting off the checks from Wheeler. Uh, you know, despite Wheeler oh not getting yeah, despite Wheeler not getting on him, he was still kind of had the stick in the hands a little bit. Uh, fight him off, get the pass across, and uh, Dave Gustafson just being able to uh, corral the puck with his foot, get it back to his uh, his forehand, and rip the shot top corner. Perfect. But again, like why? Why? Why is it that? the the rest of the team just can't score like it, it's just not happening and and again like Ehlers had a great goal to again too staying with the puck and it, it, I don't know like I just feel like the top line still just doesn't get um it's not held held accountable like it's just not held yeah resp- oh. like why again why are they going out as as the top like I under listen I understand in a vacuum having Kyle Connor and Mark Shifley and Alex I follow and uh, Josh Morrissey starting your overtime on a power play great but on a night like tonight like you should be having Ehlers in there you should be having such a dynamic guy uh who has already had like again having a great game the Jets need to ride the hot hand like and they never do and that's the thing with depth that that's the thing with depth mm-hmm. if you have one line if you have a couple lines that are, are are doing fine and you have one line that's clicking you need to lean on it and the jets have not done that and listen i understand scott o'neill is not the head coach normally it's a little bit out of his mate no i don't i don't want to say it's out of his depth i don't want to be demeaning to him but it's not his, his regular gig but at the same time the 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 same thing would have happened under rick bonus we all we both we, we both know that right and it's 100%. just it's just frustrating. It's just frustrating. Uh, okay. Did you have anything I else you want? Uh oh. We're gonna jump into the chat right away. But you know what they need to do for those of you watching it live? I have it on backwards. Did I nail it? Let or them. Is it backwards it, the it's it's backwards. <laughs> it, you're... Just, they need to let them cook. I swear they need to let them cook because that's how you gain momentum. I definitely have my camera flipped on here. I was so excited. I wrote that backwards so fast, and I was ready to go. Guys, it says let them cook, so uh, can respect that. But let's uh, let's jump into these chat questions now um, to sort of get a roll on some of these things here. Um, we, we have one from JSK, who's a Rangers fan here. So thank you for being here. Says so he's a big fan of the show. Um, wants to know who the think the Rangers' best player was. Um, I feel like when I have out of market guests on, I ask them similar questions, and then sometimes they're like, "Oh, like Connor Hellbuck," and I'm like, "Lame! Like, come on, wasn't it like?" Morgan Barron, like, come on, like, but you're always watching with the, I only watch four Rangers games a year eyes. Um, but my eyes are on Panarin and I thought he was really good tonight, mostly because of kind of the off season conversation around how he was like underperforming in the playoffs. And, you know, he's an $11 million player. He's acting like it, bro. Especially that overtime thing there where they, they, they had that possession. They didn't have a lot of possession in overtime, but they brought it up and then they were just kind of like, dicking around with it at the top and i was like oh they're just waiting for panarin to get onto the ice and then he comes on i was like oh god damn it and then connor hellbuck like overcommits to panarin coming down the middle because it's like it's panarin coming down the middle i too would overcommit so i thought he was excellent tonight uh but that's a very out of market out of context um you know casual take if i may uh but i thought panarin was excellent tonight what did you think uh oh actually do you know who else cooley i heard his name a lot (laughs) guy was a bug I, guy was a bug. I kept being like, "Are they saying Gooley? <laughs> is, is 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 there a Brendan Gooley? I feel like it's a Brendan Gooley. I I know Caden Gooley obviously is an, on the Habs, but is there I, an additional. Gooley? Anyways, I, I I thought there might be another Gooley, but anyways, uh, no. Uh, who I noticed tonight, like obviously, I think Panarin is is a is a is a great uh, mention. Um, you know, he, he scored the goal. Obviously, I don't think that that wasn't the reason why. Um. 
you know, I, I picked him as, you know, my, my best Ranger tonight in quotes. Um, you know, I think that that was more on Chifley losing his man than, than Panarin making a great move or anything like that. But, it was a great tip. It was, it was, it was, an, yeah. it was a good goal. It was a great goal. Um, for me personally, like I thought that despite missing a really great breakaway chance, uh, I thought Lafreniere looked, looked really good tonight. I thought he had some pretty decent little, little hands, uh, hands moments where he like just made nice little plays. Uh, Philip Heedle is, uh, is a speed demon. Like that guy is fast. Um, and you know what? Like, I just want to give credit to the entire Rangers team in general. Like it just felt like they, especially near the start of the game is when I was noticing it a lot more. Um, they they just feel like they just play in sync really really well yeah like their their breakouts their breakouts are so clean and just like even the little like oh dropping they'll do like a small little short pass and drop it just to kind of get a little bit more space away from uh you know the player in the neutral zone and like there was never a moment where it looked like a rangers a rangers player was surprised that they got the puck whereas like that happens how many times a game for the jets um, like they just looked like they were all oh, on yeah, the same those page passes hundred percent. that was one thing about them that I thought was interesting. I've never like when you talk about like the New Jersey Devils or like the Carolina Hurricanes, it's like, oh, they're fast. Like you, you talk about some teams and they're fast. This Rangers team looked fast to me today. Like they were on it. Like they, like you said, it was a very cohesive looking team kind of across the board. Um, but I just thought that like Dylan Sandberg is a player that I find always looks really cool and collected under pressure, but like their forecheck on him, like, you know, they, they just were putting pressure on the jets. Like they were in spaces faster than I feel like the jets were expecting them to be like, they, they were speedy quick tonight. I don't know when this turned into a Rangers love fest, but like I'm here for it. Like they were, they were quite excellent. Yeah, it was the Rangers are a good team. (laughs) That's for sure. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. um and I, I think we have a couple rangers friends in the chat here so i appreciate you guys being here i know uh we when brady and i get get a chance to do the shows together we uh we don't get to do these together often we like to you know split up get some guests do all these kinds of things we kind of just get into like an echo chamber of jets 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 and you might not even know who the jets are playing against at any given time depending <laughs> on how mad we are about our own team so we appreciate you guys being here i personally i always love hearing kind of out of market um you know, perspectives on the game that I just watched too. So hopefully you guys have enjoyed uh, the show so far. If you're watching it live or if you're listening back tomorrow, uh, we appreciate you guys being here for sure. Um, last question. And then I think we'll, we'll wrap it up. Um, uh, someone here in the chat is asking if the Gus bus is going to stay um, when Velarde comes back. And I think that's a really interesting conversation to have because it, it's, it's giving Billy Hanala, right? Where it's like Billy before the season started, it was like, there, there's no spot for you. I'm really sorry. But if you are given an opportunity like he was at training camp and does everything that he could possibly do in that opportunity. How do you say no? And I don't think I have Gus quite at that spot yet, but he's got a couple of weeks left before Velarde comes back. And if he keeps playing the way that he's playing, I don't think he played a lot tonight. And that, that goal was lovely. He did an amazing job and it's not just about the goals. Like I think I like, I think he comes out unless things drastically change over the next couple of weeks, but they don't, they don't want to take him out. This list say the line, say the line. Who do you take out? So, who who would you uh, take out? Who do you take out other than him? Who, Tucker who, Pullman? Who else? Who else can you take out? out? Oh my gosh! Like now, for those of you who are new here, who are new to the Winnipeg Jets lore, this was a literal question that people were asking back in the Villahanola days when the Winnipeg Jets defenders were like Lucas Pisa and Anthony Boteto. And Jets fans are like, man, 
I get it. I get you want to give the kids some reps, but who do you take out? Oh, uh, anybody? Mm, like I. No, but 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 realistically, it's like it's it really sucks. Like it really sucks. And I, I mentioned this uh, a couple games ago, but like I was I was chatting with Hustler at uh, at one of the Jets games, and uh, and I was saying that it sucks that that you know. Gustafson is going to be taken out when Velarde comes back and he's like, well, uh, that's, you know, that's a, that's a good problem to have. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but it's just like the, the guy is playing really well. Like he, he has looked super responsible. He's a guy who, and like he, he checks off the bottom six checklist of like, can be played on the PK, which is the, basically the only thing, uh, responsible big guy. Um, and he's scoring like, it, again, it, it's not like the only reason you should keep a guy in is because he's potting goals in, uh, you know, because that can but come Mark and go. can't. Someone has to. I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, like, I, I just don't see them taking Kupari out. I don't see them take, I mean, no. may, may, like, like that it would be Kupari would be the only other person. I mean, he hasn't scored or anything and he doesn't really have the defensive uh, you know the two wayness that that Gus has. I I don't think that they will. I think that it's it unfortunately will yeah. be Gus. Um, but I've and, also heard with Kapari that he was kind of the deal breaker on that on that Dubois trade. They wanted him. They were like, yeah. this guy needs to be part of the package. Like I I think they're I, I don't think they're gonna try and give up on that experiment. Nor should they. I think I think it's the logical one. But if we're being honest, the odds of everyone still being healthy by the time Velarde comes back probably pretty slim so we might not have to cross that bridge we we shall absolutely see um but we see yeah we have a couple of couple of good um rangers fans here in the chat appreciating that the, they get to go on on canadian road trips and hear some of our shows out from all the different game over markets and things like that so we appreciate everyone being here um live in the chat it's been a really fun show uh to connect with all you guys about this game um yeah are we uh we about done here i think it's i think it's about time we wrap this up Thank you guys so, so much for joining us. Thank you to all the Rangers fans who joined us. Obviously, thank you to all of the Jets fans as well. Thank you to everyone who is here listening. Please do leave a like on the stream. We got a bunch of people in here. Only got 16 likes. Get that number up for us, please. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, have yourselves a, 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 you know, a safe and fun Halloween. If you got kids, make sure they get enough candy in them. Yeah. Um, and and uh, if, if you want to connect with us after um, the show is done, make sure you check us out on Twitter. That's where Brady and I are the most active. That's where SDPN is super active as well. Brady's handle is at NHL Chunky, way cooler than mine. Mine is just at List Hood, which is at L-Y-S-S-H-O-U-D-E. And you can find all of our fun links in the description of the show as well. Thank you guys so much for watching. Have yourself a wonderful evening.